1: Welcome in, welcome in to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Patrick Allen here, as always, on Thursdays with Matt Verderam and Matt Verderam's lovely daughter, Maisie, who stopped by for an opening show cameo. How you doing, Maisie? Say hi to the audience. You say hi? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Can you let, who, who, who's going to win this weekend? The Chiefs.
2: The Chiefs. All right. You have done your, your civic duty for the week, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Go watch, Bluey. Have fun. Okay. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. She Great way to, to start the show. Great way to start yeah. the show. And, and especially uh, since we got some bad, kind of bad news to relay to everybody.
2: Um, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, McCole Hardman, right before this, placed on IR with his abdomen injury. He is out for at least. The next four games, Uh, so he will miss the game against the Chargers. He'll also miss the Rams game, the Bengals game, and the first Broncos game. The good news is the Chiefs now have Kadarius Toney, and MVS is back at practice. Uh, They, of course, still have Justin Watson, Sky Moore, Travis Kelsey, and hopefully they'll have Juju back if not for this week, for next week. So um, certainly wish McCall the best, want him to get healthy, want him to feel uh, 100% and get right, but I think the Chiefs have – more than enough firepower here to kind of withstand for for a few weeks and and wait for wait for his uh his return.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really lucky for the Chiefs that they went out and got Kadarius Tony and I think Very that that's yes. right that that's why if you're Brett Veach, you never stop looking to stock the cupboard. It's why people sit there maybe now and they say, "Oh, well why are they interested in Noel Beckham Jr. because you don't know what's going to happen by the time you get to week 17, by the time you get to the playoffs. Guys get injured. Things happen. So, you know, in this situation, luckily for the Chiefs, it seems like McCole Hardman will be back, hopefully. Uh, obviously, it, it, they didn't initially place him on, on IR. Um, he could have gone on to IR last week. He didn't. So we thought he'd be back. Now he's gone for four games. So probably a little bit more serious than than we all originally thought. But uh, good news, the Chiefs have a guy with a very similar skill set and Kadarius Toney, who's already been able to make an impact on the team Last week, does he have the playbook in the way that McCole Hardman does and the chemistry with Patrick Mahomes? No, but as you pointed out, I think the Chiefs have enough to keep rolling, although we do have to worry about Juju Smith-Schuster and whether or not he's going to be able to be back on the field this weekend. Hopefully not if it's not safe for him. Have you heard anything on the Juju front?
2: I haven't. I mean, that's one of those things I haven't really even dug into only because typically you're just told with that stuff, look, it's one step at a time. Like he's just got to go through the protocol. I think there's five steps to it. Um, I would have been shocked if he had practiced yesterday or today. You know, I think it's interesting to see does he practice at all tomorrow? If he does, I'm sure it would be on a limited basis. Um, and then they continue to go through the rest of the protocols. Really, the big step in it is getting them back to some kind of physical activity. And then the next day, how do they feel the next day? You know, do they have reoccurring symptoms? Are they, are they mentally uh, clear and, and, and crisp? So, I think that's what you have to wait and see. Look, I think also if you're the Chiefs, you really want to win this game. Don't get me wrong. but And I, and I think even with or without Juju, they can do it. Um, but you want him 100% healthy. Like, this is a brain injury. And you – you know, this isn't like, hey, can he fight through a toe injury here? So, I, I don't know where he's at. Um, he might play. He might not. But I think right now if you're the Chiefs, look, you have to also keep in mind they have Kelsey. They have MPS. They have Tony. Watson, every time they put him on the field, he's stepped up. He's I'm not I'm not saying he's Juju. He's not. But they've got a lot of guys. Like The Chiefs have a lot of capable players and can catch the ball. Gray, Fortson, all these the, – the backs can catch the ball. Like, also, we're going to get into this. This is also a game. If you can't run the ball in this game, you ought to give it up. And, and they've run the ball – they just ran the ball against Jacksonville. He's got a good defense. So, this – this should be a game too, where if you gotta rely on the ground game a little bit, you should be able to do it.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm just not sure we're gonna see Juju this weekend. I think, particularly, look the NFL, regardless of what anybody wants to think, they care about optics. And oh, yeah. with what happened with Tua this season and that serious injury, and him getting, you know, you know, put back on the field, when you see a guy go into a fencing position like that, even if he clears the concussion protocol. Uh, it's it's a regular right. season game. You know, when it's that serious and invisible to everybody, it might just be safe to just keep him out a week, let him rest. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just saying that that may be in the NFL's and the Chiefs thinking here as well as like, you know, maybe two years ago, he passed this concussion protocol. They get him back out there. But, you know, it these things keep progressing and, and they're getting more and more serious about head injuries. And they should. They should.
2: I would lean – just, just my expectation would be that he would not play. I, I just think it's the prudent thing to do, give him a week, you know, give him really essentially two weeks right. between games. You know, let him recover, let him, let him get right. Because uh, I'll say, I will say this, and this is concussion, like not protocol, like NFL protocol, but just in general, the last thing you want is for him to go get another concussion right away. That is when you could be out a long time. Right. Like I. You want him to heal 100%. Even even if it's one of these things where on Sunday you're like, well, we think he's good, set him, in my opinion. Because you yeah. you then run the risk of if he's not 100% healed and he gets his bell rung again, now you're looking at a situation he could be out for months. Yeah. So if I'm the Chiefs, I'm cautious. I'm still feeling like, look, Kelsey, MVS, Tony, Watson, Moore, Gray and Fort's in the backs, like, you got more than enough to go win the game. Yep. You really do. You know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't rush anything. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. The chiefs want him back and he's had concussions before. So it's important again to to take care of Juju for his long-term health. Uh, this is the arrowhead addict podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor and hit the like button. And if you're not subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Subscribe. You don't want to miss any of the, we think great chiefs content we put out on a weekly basis. This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas city beer company. Um, KC Beer Co. is the largest locally owned brewery in Kansas City, and they're also the only brewery in KC to focus on German beer styles. They actually brew their beer according to the German purity law of 1516 using four ingredients, malt hops, barley, and yeast, and it's absolutely delicious. You guys see us drinking it on our post-game victory parties all the time. Big fan of the Dunkel, Big fan of the Fest beer that's out this, type, this time of year. So do us a favor. Give them a shout-out on Twitter at KC Beer Co. When you guys do this, it makes them happy. It makes us happy. And when they're happy, they give us money and they keep sponsoring the podcast. So give them a shout on Twitter. Let them know you heard about their beer on our podcast and uh, keep us in business and dare to beer different. Speaking of KC uh, Beer Vertram, we've got kind of an exciting announcement. We've been talking about it on the podcast. We are coming to Kansas City in partnership with Casey Beer and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Kansas City, Kansas. We're going to be out there on December 11th. There's a link in the description. I've got a little bit more details for you all. We're going to be out there December 11th for Sunday Night Football, Chiefs at Broncos. We're going to be hosting a live Chiefs watch party at Tanner's Bar and Grill. They're awesome. They hooked us up. They're going to actually let us talk on a microphone in their establishment. Big mistake by them, but what are you going to do? Uh, They agreed to it. Um, We're going to be there, and uh, you guys, you got to come out. Hit the event bright. There's a ticket but it doesn't cost anything. It's free. All right. But we just want to get an idea of how many people are going to come because we're going to be giving away a shit ton of prizes. We're printing stuff out. It's going to be an absolute blast. Casey beer is going to be there. They're going to be giving stuff away. Tanner's barn girl is going to be giving stuff away. So basically this is a game. The chiefs are out of town. You can't go to Arrowhead. Come on out to Tanner's. We're going to do two live podcasts, just like we always do, you know, yep. setting up the game, the pregame show. We're going to do the postgame show. We're going to be hosting during the game. There's going to be raffle. You're going to get raffle tickets. And that's the thing. If you go to the Eventbrite and you, you you secure one of those tickets and there's a limited amount available, when you show up, if you're one of the first 50 people, we're going to give you a special gift, one of the first 50 people to arrive with their ticket, and you're going to get like five extra raffle tickets, and we're going to be giving away so much stuff throughout the night, you might be able to win multiple times. So you want to, you want to RSVP.
2: That's right. Absolutely, I can't wait to get out there. I'll probably I'm going to drive because it it's just avoids the airport. So I'll drive out there if I get out there Friday night, and you'll you may even spot me around Kansas City, just eating enough barbecue to to take down a village. Uh, by the way, as we're doing this, I've been I've been trying to work a little bit of uh, information, and, and I'm told uh, per source that McCole Hardman's injury is not considered season ending. That the expectation is that it is going to be more toward the four week minimum. So. Uh, to the Chiefs, more on the cautious side here with Hardman, and also didn't want to have to eat up that roster spot for you know two or three weeks. So um, Chiefs not feeling it's a season-ending thing, more of uh, a, a month, you know, which is the mandatory absence when you go on IR. So just want to uh, to pass that along, but that's good news. Uh, obviously, better than if he needed some kind of core surgery or something, and he was out for the season.
1: Do you see this as a, who do you, who do you think might get elevated from the practice squad?
2: Well, normally they have six active receivers. Um, so it's going to be what you're going to have just to do the math in my head. I mean, let's just assume Juju's healthy for, for a second, you know, for the bulk of this IR stint. So it'd be Juju, MVS, Tony, Watson more. And then it was a Kemp, I guess, right. Yeah. Probably Kemp would come up. I so I would, I would assume him. I will tell you what though. Um, I know we're deviating a little bit from the rundown, but this this was breaking news. This is uh, Kadarius Tony hours for the Chiefs. Like this is going to be something, especially if Juju doesn't play, where all of a sudden you're going to see you're going to see a lot of Kadarius Tony. I I think that's coming. Like you you saw a pretty good amount of him against Jacksonville. You are really going to see him against the Chargers. So. You know, look, it's going to be a different dynamic. He's a different type of player. Obviously, has speed like Hardman, but a little bit of a more diverse route tree, a little bit of a bigger guy. So that is one thing to watch. You know, whenever somebody goes out, what does it mean for everyone else? Well, I think it means a little bit more Watson, a little bit extra Sky more, but it's going to be a lot more Canaries, Tony. That would be my expectation.
1: Yeah, he's got a great skill set. We talked about it before the show, you know, very similar skill set to – McCole Hartman can do some of the things McCole can do, so uh, should be able to step right in. Obviously, again, still learning the playbook, not as up to speed, but he's a professional, so I'm sure all he's been doing the last couple weeks here is is, is, is neck deep in Andy Reid's playbook. Uh, so he's having a beautiful mind moment right now, trying to figure that all out. Um, but hey, you know, he's got Patrick Mahomes; he's got the best in the business out there who can tell him in the huddle we're on a post. You know he can right. he can help them out in those types of situations so that's good as well Uh, before we get into we're gonna we got to preview Chiefs Chargers. Um, but first, uh, let's just kind of talk about their approach in the AFC West. They've had incredible success, as you have here in the rundown, Vertaram. The Chiefs are 33 and 5 in their last 38 AFC West games. Again, I'll say that, read awesome. that again 33 and 5 in their last 38 AFC West games. That is absolute and utter and total dominance. Will they. I mean, will it be any different this this weekend?
2: I I mean, I don't, why would it be? You know, I, I I get it. You're gonna have people say, well, the Chargers might get Williams and Allen back. They both were limited in practice yesterday. They're out there again today, by the way. Um, you know, the Chiefs might be missing a few guys. I could be. I, I don't I don't care. I I I genuinely just it it shouldn't matter. Like the Chargers are so poorly coached. And I and for those who listened earlier today. Um, you know, I was on with Ben Heisler. I talked about this. Their coaching is atrocious. Like I, I don't care if they have these. Guys. First of all, I, I, I believe that if Williams and Allen play, they're going to be limited in this game. Like Allen has played two halves of football season, along with a bad hamstring. Um, you know, I, I would, I would say, you know, look, realistically speaking. Um, by the way, sorry, I'm, I'm going to cut myself off here. Uh, also checking in on Juju. My understanding is that he is. He's doing well, uh, it, but doing uh, in fact uh, very good. But I think it's more of a at this point like protecting him from him type thing. Yeah. So, yep. uh, <clears throat> so the good news is he's doing really well. The you know, but does that mean he's going to play on Sunday? I I, I don't know. Um, okay, as far as this game, yeah, they're thirty three and five. I wrote a piece today that I, I hope people go out and read. It. I tweeted it. If the Chiefs win this game, they don't clinch mathematically, but they essentially clinch the division. They're, they're going for their seventh straight division title. There are two teams in NFL history that have won seven straight division titles. The 73 through the 79 Rams in the NFC West, the old NFC West. And the New England Patriots from 2009 to 19, they won 11 straight AFC East titles. Okay? The Chiefs are approaching seven. It's damn near unheard of. In that stretch, since the beginning of the 2016 season until now, they're 33-5 and five in the division. I mean, I'm not betting against them. Mahomes has never lost a game on the road in the division.
1: That's preposterous.
2: It's insane. (laughs) He's never lost a game on the road. So, I look, I think the Chargers are talented. I think they're horribly coached. I I also – I guess we will get into this more. We're going to break down their offense and their defense in depth. There's nothing they're good at. Like when you and you would think like with Herbert, you'd be like, well, they can throw the ball. No, they actually they really can't. Like, I I also tweeted this out a couple days ago, maybe yeah, Monday, Monday. Eckler's on pace for something like 134 receptions and 793 yards. That's impossible. (laughs) Right. Just just by the sheer chance that, like, you know, you break one for 40 on a screen or something. He's averaging six yards a catch. So there's just very limited in what they do. I think, I think if the Chiefs execute, I think they will win this game going away. I really do.
1: I think Matt Castle could have thrown 114 balls to somebody and yes, and, and come up. Uh, he was a little bit of a check down Charlie. Um, by the way, uh, I just got to let you guys know, if you're getting ready for Chiefs versus Chargers, um, got some pretty good news here for you. So uh, we're passing along an awesome promo that we got from DraftKings. Um, it's for DraftKings customers. This is for first-time uh, customers. You can win $200 in free bets if the Chiefs beat the Chargers this weekend. All you need to do is enter the code ARROWHEAD, that's one word, at sign up and place a $5 bet on the Chiefs. I'm going to be doing it. I'm already signed up for DraftKings, but I'm betting on the Chiefs every weekend because it's Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Um, this offer ends this week, so you got to get it in, get your bet in before kickoff. Um, use the promo code ARROWHEAD. It's a great way to support Arrowhead Addict. We get money. DraftKings, a small fee every time a new better uses our code. So if you haven't opened up a DraftKings account yet and you like to wager on sports, do us a solid. Sign up with the code Arrowhead. Place that five dollar bet. You know, just like we want to get paid, uh, we want you to get paid too. DraftKings, uh, we like them. They they get you paid fast. They get you paid securely. It's not always the case with some of these places. So uh, promotion's available only for a few days. So bet on the Chiefs and uh, and win along with us. I got to read this. I apologize. New customers only twenty one plus. And present in select states. See full terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com/slash football terms. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credits. Gambling problem, call or text. one 800 gambler in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 8778 Hope NY in New York. A 467369 in New York. You can text as well. 1 800 Next Step in Arizona. 1 800 4700 in Colorado. 888 789 in Connecticut. 1 800 Bets Off in Iowa. 1 877 770 Stop in Louisiana. Call or text TN Redline. 1 800 889 9789 in Tennessee or 1 888 532 3500 in Virginia. Oh man, I appreciate it. Uh, you want me, you guys want me to do it again? Um, thank God for all our laws and regulations that protect us uh, from. It, there should be a law. They should pass a law to protect listeners from having to listen to us read twenty minutes of of gambling hotline numbers. Yeah, uh, so that's uh, that's a shame. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but uh, we 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 survived. Uh, we, good, we good for that. you getting through all that. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely, though, do check out that promotion. Unless you need to call one of those phone numbers, in which case, stop watching and call one of those phone numbers.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Um, somebody asked in the chat as well uh, on YouTube if the if the live event at Tanner's in Kansas Kansas City is going to be streamed on YouTube. Yes, it will. If you're not able to make it out, it'll be on YouTube just like always, pending any technical issues that might pop up. Um, but we really hope to meet a lot of you in person. You guys have been such wonderful supporters of our podcast. This is a way we thought we could kind of give back, head out to KC, hang out with y'all for an away game, and drink great beer, eat great food, and watch the Chiefs. I mean, what, what more can you want in a Sunday evening? Um, all right, so uh, it's going to be a big difference in in personnel from from week two when these two teams played the first time, Virgo um, Obviously, the, the Chiefs did not have Trent McDuffie. They did not have Kadarius Toney. And the Chargers are going to be without Jackson, Slater, Bosa, and maybe – I, they didn't have Allen in week two, but they had Mike Williams, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mike Williams went just absolutely beasted on the Chiefs like he always does. I mean, if there's one person on the Chargers I hope doesn't play, it's Bosa. But if there's another person I hope doesn't play, he it's Mike Kendall. Williams.
2: He does. Yeah. Mike Williams has this longstanding history. Although, you know, and I, I'm not – I'm trying to think of the way the word this, because this is going to come off like I'm taking a shot, but I'm not. They also done it at Fenton. Who was the guy who they kept going after when he was Like, the Chiefs had Joshua Williams, but he does not playing at that point. So now he's playing. That was also the Jalen Watson coming out party, where everybody was like, "Oh God, like it's got to be Jalen Watson in this game." And Jalen Watson, ninety-nine-yard pick-six. Yeah. Um, no, they're different teams. It also should be mentioned too: um, the Chargers unfortunately lost two D linemen last week to season-ending injuries. So they have literally four healthy defensive linemen going into this game. Like they are a mass unit. They also cut Jerry Tillery, their former first-round pick, a couple weeks back. So I mean, they're they're decimated up front. They are absolutely decimated. Um, this is not the same. For, like if you went if you go and watch that, game, that week two games, I actually did earlier this week, the biggest problem the Chiefs had in the first half, uh, from an offensive standpoint was they, they really struggled with the Chargers being able to get pressure. Second half, they corrected that. They did some different things up front. They, they corrected it to a large degree. There, there's no Joey Bosa in this game. That is a huge deal. Like, it, look, yes, without question, um, you respect Mac who's been excellent this season. He has seven sacks. They have nobody else on that D-line with more than one and a half. Like, they – they can't get any pressure anywhere else. And the biggest problem they got right now, they have no ability to get pressure up the middle unless they blitz. So he, Mahomes should be able to step up now. Tranquil, Drew Tranquil, their linebacker, he has three. Derwin James has three. Of course, Derwin James is almost a positionalist star. I mean, he just plays everywhere. I think it's going to be very difficult for the Chargers defensively in this game. I understand that Juju may not play. Hardman on IR, I get it. The Chiefs still have a lot of weapons on this team. Like, I, I still think, you know, if you remember that week two game, Juju did nothing in that game. Like, nothing. It didn't matter. I I still think this is – and this to me is a game where Kansas City has got to have some balance and run the football in this game. The Chargers are just so beat up up front. They're giving up five and a half yards a clip on the ground. Only the Giants, I believe, are worse. The 31st in the league. To me, you got you to gotta be able to take advantage of that. And if you win this game, look, I you win the division. Like you're up three with a breaker that's a permanent breaker because you swept the series with seven to go. The Broncos and the Raiders, not worrying about them. They're long gone. In fact, they play this week. By the way, speaking of that, did you see Hackett's comment? I tweeted about this. Did, oh, you, yeah, see did you see what Hackett said?
1: Somebody's got to win, right? Somebody's
2: got to win this game it's the saddest thing i've ever seen
1: oh my god
0: yeah.
2: that's where we're at at this point now like somebody's yeah. and then did you see the thing about russell wilson this morning that he's he's audibilizing with words that they don't have
1: yeah and he's calling audibles from the from his from his, from his the seahawks playbook <laughs> what's going on what is A-T-M? happening yeah what?
2: like i am i am so bewildered by this like this isn't week one where you had, like, a slip of the tongue. Like, okay, understandable. Sure, right. you've been in the system for a decade. This is almost Thanksgiving? Yeah. And you're calling out audibles that aren't in the playbook?
1: Yeah. like And, and, and the – um oh, God, like, they were talking this week about – with the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, like, no. that they, like, can't – the Raiders don't have enough money, so they yeah, can't they, yeah, well, fire – cash- yeah. yeah, yeah, they're cashier. They can't fire Josh McDaniels if they wanted to, so he'll be there for a couple years. Josh McDaniels, I, I saw this. said, I think he's something like after starting off with the Broncos when they started off like six and zero or brutal. something. He's like seven and twenty four, and that oh, was only because they Boston. were cheating. They were filming other teams. That- I, I
2: could be wrong. I think it's even worse than that.
1: Come worse. On. Oh my I'm going
2: to look it up because I actually wrote about that like a month ago. Yeah. I put the record out there. It, it's ridiculous.
1: He it's- has not been good.
2: He has um, he has not lived up. So they started out six and zero in Denver his first year. Yeah. Since then there's he's seven and twenty-three. Seven and
1: twenty-three. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I mean it's
2: ridiculous how bad he's yep. been. So bad. um yeah, and, and by the way, uh, after this game, the Chiefs have seven games left and four of them are against those two crap bags and Houston. So yeah. it's good news. It's good yeah. news. Um
1: Absolute chaos in the AFC West. Uh yes. except for in Kansas City.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I was on I was at the gym this morning. I'd be TV was muted, but they had the TV on in front of me and they had HBN. The it was like the get up show or whatever. And, and they were like, is the AFC West the most disappointing division in history? I'm like, well, if you're one of the fans of the Earth 3 teams, yeah, probably. Yeah. it <laughs> uh, probably is. Yeah. Um, which leads us. Look, let's get into it. Let's just dive yeah. right into the meat oh. of this thing. So previewing Chiefs Chargers game. Look, the line is uh five and a half, Chiefs favored by five and a half. It actually opened at six and a half or seven. It's dropped a little bit. The total's fifty to fifty-one and a half, depending on uh what book you're using. So I wrote down a few notes. I just wanted to just throw it out there. then we can just talk about the game. Um, the Chargers have not beaten one good team. So the Chargers this year have beaten the Raiders and Broncos, the Texans, the Falcons and the Browns, and they needed a borderline miracle to win the Browns and the Falcons games. So that's where we are at the Chargers. Offensively, the Chargers ranked 22nd in yards per play. They rank 30th in yards per carry. They're 12th on third down. Uh, they're 24th in the red zone, and they are 16th in yards and points per drive. So you're talking about the definition of a mediocre to a slightly less than mediocre offense. One thing, and this is a function of how quickly they throw the ball, they've allowed the fewest sacks in football, 13. Now, last week, Jacksonville came in only having allowed 12, and the Chiefs got five sacks. So they were able to stymie that. This offense, in a lot of ways, is similar to the way Jacksonville plays offense. Like It's, it's dink and dunk. It's quick. It's underneath. It's relying on the backs. Uh, it's occasionally relying on, on the slot receiver with Christian Kirk in Jacksonville. If Keenan Allen is healthy, Keenan Allen will go on the slot quite a bit. But this is kind of a similar offense. Even though you don't think of it, even though you think of the Chargers and you think when they're healthy, high-powered, right, deep, You know the, the, the ability to get deep down, the field, they don't play that way. One thing about the Chargers I will tell you from watching every snap of them this year, they are a slow offense. This is not a team with speed. Mike Williams, is not as good as he is. He's not a fast guy. Allen is a terrific player, but he's not necessarily a burner. And none of the rest of them are either. DeAndre Carter is about the only guy with some speed to him. The rest of them, including Eckler, it's, it's not it's not fast. Uh, it's not a fast group. The Chiefs are definitely faster on defense and the Chargers are on offense. That's something to keep in mind. Um, and then yeah i guess we'll jump off there i'll get to the defense a little later but that's what are you looking at when the chargers are on offense uh from a kc perspective
1: yeah i mean one i'm interested to see well I, we don't know who's going to be out there at wide receiver for them if they happen to get williams right. and and allen back that i those those are two really quality receivers that might change things up a little bit as far as how much chargers start throwing down the field if i'm if i'm Los Angeles, I'm going to try to challenge these young Chiefs corners. You got a bunch of rookies back there in the secondary. I'm going to try to attack them deep, see if I can win those jump balls, which is what I had success with every time Mike Williams steps on the field against Kansas City. Of course, again, they don't have Trent McDuffie, so they may test that. I think when the Chiefs came into this game the first time, they were worried about stopping Austin Eckler, and they pretty much did. I mean, he did have some receiving yards in that game, but 14 carries for 39 yards in that game. Uh, he caught nine balls for 55 yards, but it was Mike Williams going for eight and 113 and a tutty that really hurt the chiefs in this game. So I'm content if I'm the chiefs with letting Eckler run a little bit. And I don't want those guys beating me over the top for big plays. Cause that's, I mean, we saw it with Jacksonville last week, you know, you're doing fine. And then you kind of give up that big play and a team that's not doing really well on offense gets a score and puts a little bit of pressure on you. So, um, yeah, that's that's it for me is I uh, you know, I want to take away those receivers. If they're not out there, I'm not worried about Josh Palmer. I'm not worried, you know, about Carter. Just just focus in on Austin Eckler.
2: Yeah, look, I, I think there's a case to be made for that. Um I would almost say this though, with the way the Chargers play. And I and I know I know that there's this whole um thing about, well, you know, Williams and Allen might play. They might play. I don't know if they're going to play or not. I got to tell you though, if they do, I expect both of them to be on snap counts in this game. I do. I do not expect either one of those guys to be flying around. Jalen saying the lines actually on the four and a half of the Chiefs. I'm not shocked. Um, that line opened at a at a really high line, really high number. You know, I I thought honestly when I before I looked, I always kind of guess in my head what I think it's going to be. I thought it was going to be four and a half. So I'm not I'm not shocked that it came down a little. Uh, I, my guess is it's going to settle right around there. I could even see it going up a little bit. Um, I think that's also a function, too, of Allen and Williams practicing. But I, I don't know. Like, sure. to me, Allen has played two halves of football all season. He's going to go out there now and just be Keenan Allen and run 70 snaps. I, I don't believe that. Um. I I also have a feeling in this game, from a defensive standpoint, you're expecting low. They found something in the second half of that first matchup that the Chargers had no answer for. And I have a feeling you're going to see the Chiefs exploit the crap out of this over and over and over. And that is Jones, the first half of that game, if you remember, they put him over Zion Johnson, the guard, who's done a damn nice job for the Chargers this season. And Johnson really did a nice job on Jones. Really, really did. The second half of that game, everybody always talks about the Corey Lindsley injury, which, listen, I'm not saying it didn't factor in. He's a great player, but, They didn't put Jones in a spot where Corey Lindsley was. They put him over Matt Filer. And Chris Jones destroyed Matt Filer. I have a feeling in this game, even when they don't blitz, you're going to see the Chiefs put a linebacker right over the center so that the protection call has to be one-on-one, and they're going to shade Jones to the outside shoulder of Filer, and here it comes. I I have a feeling you're going to see a ton of that in this game. Because it worked like a charm the last time. And it's one of those things that, like, when an edge rusher is really good, you can always chip him. It's harder to do that with an interior alignment. You can't really do that. I think it becomes a lot more difficult. The other thing is in this game, with McDuffie and with Williams, McDuffie's a smaller corner. They're not going to travel him inside. If, he, if Allen goes inside, you'll see Snead. I'll tell you right now, Watson – and Williams are bigger corners. I would expect that if Williams plays, that's who's going to be on him. You're going to see a lot of Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson. And I know by the name recognition, you'd be like, I don't know about that. I think they match up well. Like they're bigger, physical corners. McDuffie, I think, is you know he's going to handle the Carters and the and the and the Allens of the world on the outside, and then of course anybody who jumps inside has Snead i like to see the Chiefs play man in the game. I hate zone coverage anyway. Get in man coverage. I'm not saying look, I'm not saying not to mix it up. You always got to mix it up somewhat. But I think if you're the Chiefs, because you have all your guys now, play a little man. Play a little bit of man. And don't forget, too, one thing that was huge in the first game was Willie Gay. Willie Gay was everywhere in right. that game. And then he got suspended. Well, obviously, he's now back. So I, I think he he's a big part of dealing with Eckler as well.
1: I saw some notes in the chat. You know, the Chiefs defense is, is poo. Um, you know, I think this Chiefs defense is coming on, man. Like, they've got – I think there's only seven teams in the NFL with more sacks than the Chiefs this Correct. season. Um, the Cowboys are absurd with 35. Patriots have 32. And then it's you know a, a, a handful of teams with 29. And then the Chiefs over there with a handful of teams with 27 sacks. And I think they have something crazy in their last three games, something like 15 sacks in the last 3 games. So that's been coming on and they haven't had Frank Clark for the last couple of games. I'm not he's not big, big big time sack guy, but he's been playing well at times this year. So now he's coming back and he's rested. He wasn't injured, he was suspended. So you've got a team on defense along your defensive line, Colin Saunders is really really coming of age for this team this year. He's been great. Right? He's it's been, been terrific. You got Carl Loftus um, you, you got smart blitzing by Spags. Uh, Carlos Dunlap's out there. This is a guy with a 100 sack career now. And now you're bringing in Frank Clark and you got Trent McDuffie back in the secondary. And what is better secondary play going to lead to? More Potentially sacks. more sacks, yep. right? So,
2: by the way, you bring up a great point. Like, we talked all year about they got to get more four man pressure. They got to get more four man pressure. They've, they've been doing that the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, we always talk about how, like, like early on, we were all like, oh, man, the Bills have this great pass rush now. Like, look at what the Bills and done. The Chiefs have the same amount of sacks as the Bills do. Like, And by the way, it's not just the sack numbers. So if you go over to Pro Football Reference, which I would recommend anybody do, it's a wealth of, of information. The Chiefs are tied for eighth in sacks. Okay? Now, early in the year, the Chiefs blitzed a ton. They were top, like, three in the league. That percentage now has dropped down to eighth still high but it's not where it was like they're now under 30 percent it's been dropping steadily throughout the year um their hurry rate is fifth in the league their quarterback knockdown rate that's more average that's uh that's middle of the pack it's 15th their pressure rate is top 10. it is ninth. the chiefs are getting pressure they're getting home and they're doing it more and more without having to blitz um so that's really good. Earlier this year as well, the Chiefs were the worst team in the league with yards after catch. That was their worst thing. They were like literally the worst in the NFL. Um, They're still eighth worst, but they're they're starting to get a lot better in that regard as well, and they're certainly better in air yards. They're not giving up nearly as much uh, in front of them. So the Chiefs – the biggest thing right now I want to see out of the Chiefs defensively is cause some more turnovers.
0: You know, they have not
2: turned a lot of teams over. That is something that if they start doing that, forget it i mean because that has been really their big issue is they're minus four in the turnover ratio this right
1: year.
2: i right? Mean, which is crazy like, they and have, they the, have best the best
1: record in the afc
2: and they have a minus four ter- if they ever start turning teams over forget it they'll never yeah. lose another game right so that to me is the key for them right now get some more turnovers force some more fumbles get your hands on some more footballs pick them off um that that's where the chiefs need to be but I think defensively, it's starting to come together a little bit, which, by the way, that's been a spagnolo thing for years with the Chiefs. Early on in the year, kind of muddle your way through, and then the second half, they take off. This year, actually, have not been that bad defensively. The first half, it's kind of been average. So, hopefully, they take off and they really become, you know, a, a top-10-type unit here as we, we go forward.
1: I'm really excited about the defense, man. Look, the Chiefs are putting up 30 points a game on offense. Mahomes has been scorched earth all year. He might set a passing yards of record. He's going to throw in the mid to high 40s and touchdown passes. Maybe get 50 again if he has a couple, of, you know, big games down the stretch here. So if this defense, this defense is good enough, I think right now for them to win the Super Bowl. We saw it. I mean, they lost to the Bills yeah, at home by four yeah. points. They had a ball. They had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to win. Mahomes messed up. He threw a pick. So. If they're getting better over the course of the second half of the year, which these rookies, they're probably not going to get worse. So, I mean, you should be really excited. That That's what I'd be watching the whole second half of the year. And the other thing, too, is we talked about this. like the, Their offense, when they played the Chargers the first time, I mean, the Chargers defense looked really formidable. They got yes. players. We talked about it. Like Players all over the place. Big-name guys are flying around. Derwin James is a menace. That she still won, and it was their second week together as an offense. Juju hadn't emerged yet. Like all of these things, they didn't have Kadarius Tony. Like, right. Clyde edwards alaire was your leading running back in that game. This could be a game, man. They last week, and I'll never trust them with the running game because it's Andy. Nobody, nobody can. Right? No. But this could be the week, as you mentioned. The Chargers can't stop the run. They're terrible. They're Swiss cheese. They finally committed to Pacheco last week. This could be a game without McCole Hardman where you see a lot of Pacheco and and a lot of Jarek McKinnon in the passing game on third down, and the Chiefs do a lot of damage with screens and runs and then open up for some big shots down the field.
2: For sure. Uh, By the way, I thought it was notable that Dave Tobe today when he talked was saying that they're not going to have Pacheco return kicks anymore. That tells you that they are going to give him the football. Because there's no other reason for it. It's like like he's been bad returning kicks. So they're going to give him the ball more and more. Um, Also, he said Tony's the punt returner moving forward. So you have that going. Look, I think if you're the Chiefs in this game, as we move over to the other side of the ball now, on the offensive side, you've got to have balance in this game. You have to. The Chargers can't stop anybody from running the football. And if you can get in second and fives against them, a neutralized Mac coming off the edge, they're they're dead in the water. Their linebackers can't cover. Okay, this is not a team that has linebackers they want in space. That is not how they want to play. Tranquil is the best linebacker on the team, but he's not a guy who's going to be covering Kelsey. Okay? Kelsey, by the way, historically, has absolutely killed the Chargers every time he's played them. Um... I think this is a game where if you get the matchups on the outside, the one thing where the Chiefs really match up, and it's a shame Juju may not be able to go because he, boy, he would really match up. Um, The Chiefs have big receivers, and the Chargers without Jackson have small corners. Asante Samuel's a good player. He's a small corner. Bryce Callahan is a small corner. So when you start looking at, you know what kind of matchups you have. MVS could have a big game in this game. I, I I don't know. You know Michael Davis is a corner for the for the Chargers, who's the biggest guy. He's six two and he's got some speed to him. Um, he's not he's not a great corner. He's a he's a decent corner, but he might be the guy who they try to match up on MVS a little bit because he's taller. He can run a little. But like, I'll take Tony against any of these other guys. He's he's bigger than him. You know, you can run, you can jump, the whole deal. I and Kelsey to me, look, they'll like Stacy brings up, he says, no Juju, no Hardman. We all we don't know what Juju, but yes, no Hardman. James on Kelsey, who reliably gets open. Stacy, I would say to you that they will scheme ways to get Kelsey away from James. And if and if they put Derwin James on him the whole game, it opens up the whole rest of the chessboard. Because if you're taking him out of the I almost think the Chiefs would take that trade, honestly. Yep. If you're gonna if you're gonna take Derwin James out of the game. It's kind of like if you play chess and you trade Queens, but like your board's a lot better than their board. Like you feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I actually think if you're the chief, you'd take that a hundred times out of a hundred. Cause now you've got Tony and MVS against corners. They ought to beat. You've got all kinds of you could go bigger personnel. You could get the backs out on these backers who can't get. I, I, I actually think if you're the chief, you'd take it by the way. Thank you to Jalen for a, a really uh, nice yeah, super chat. You. Appreciate it, man. Uh, nothing more. I want, then the chiefs to smoke the bolts and come out healthy. I'm concerned though. Every time the Chiefs should win handily, they don't a la the Titans game teams bring their a game against the chiefs and make games tough.
1: Yeah, he's right. I mean, they just drive us mad when they, but I see this is a game. I The chiefs are clearly the better team, but I just, I, I don't, I don't think if this game is close and I think it will be because it's the chiefs chargers. I just, it always is with these teams. They always play the Chiefs tough. So, you know, I'm not going to, we'll get to our final scores in a little bit, but I, I'm not predicting a runaway. I won't be frustrated if this is close because it's a divisional game, uh, because the personnel, they know each other so well. You know, I kind of expect it, but sometimes the Chiefs pleasantly surprise us too, right? Going into that Tampa Bay game, you didn't expect a blowout. Going into that San Francisco 49ers game, you were like, ah, oh, man, this one could be close. Not the case. So maybe they'll delight us this weekend. I'm going to throw
2: out a theory that I think the Chiefs have certain games. It's not even a theory. I guess it's pretty much a fact. There are certain games with the Chiefs where I think they know either that they have to throw out their A game in terms of game planning it or they see an opportunity, they know it's an important game. This game falls under that category for me with the Chiefs. They know how important this game is. You win this game. First of all, I think this division's over either way. Okay, the, I really do. I don't, the Chargers aren't going to catch the Chiefs, but this this division, like you can start printing up the banner on Sunday night if you win the game. I think the Chiefs are going to come out with everything they've got in this game from a game plan perspective. Yeah, because I think they know if they win this thing, turn out the lights. And not that, not that they can really look that far forward because it's the NFL. You only look one week ahead, but they know who they have in their schedule. I got to tell you, if the Chiefs went on Sunday night, you got one game left. One game on the schedule that you go, that's a tough game. Cincinnati. Yep. The rest of these games, they're going to be double-digit favorites in every one of them. Maybe with the exception of Seattle at home. They're going to be double-digit favorites in every single one of these games. Yeah. I mean, if you win this game, you're like one hard game away from pretty much, look, you just play a decent game week in and week out. You're the one seed. So, I think they start sniffing it a little bit this week. I also think that, again, they know if they win this game, it's curtains in the West. And in prime time, even when they don't play great, they win. They find ways to win. They do it every year. I I think the Chiefs and Andy in this game, they're going to they're gonna have it all ready to go. I think they're going to have the boat loaded for this game because they know if they win it, it's a kill shot in the AFC West. And that, that's of- enough to motivate you to give it all you've got.
1: Well, on the flip side of that, though, the Chargers know that as well. Uh, now, I, 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 was joking earlier uh, this week in my my message on Arrowhead Addict about predictions for this game. That I expect both teams to throw the kitchen, both coaches to throw the kitchen sink at their opponent in this game because they both know. I mean, the, the Chargers know if they don't win this game, they're done. So, forget it. Yeah, you can't get swept by the Chiefs and fall. What they'll drop to five and five, the Chiefs will be eight and two. Forget about it. But Andy Reid's got the biggest kitchen sink, maybe in the league. Do the Chargers have it? I and mean, then can they throw some things at the Chiefs that, that Kansas City might not be ready for?
2: I mean, does, does Brandon Staley have a sink?
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> it's one I mean, of those. It's one of those camp sinks, you know. I mean, that you hook the hose oh, up to.
2: Brandon Staley's a terrible head coach. Joe Lombardi is even a worse offensive coordinator. Like this is so. I think nationally, whenever this game gets looked at, it's going to be Herbert Mahomes and Allen and, you know, Williams potentially and both or not both, I'm sorry, Mac and, and Derwin James. It's like, yeah, that's great. I, I have to look as far as the sideline to know where I'm going with this. And I've been critical at times of Andy and I think rightfully so Andy on Sundays sometimes does things that you're just like, what is happening? Why are we like, why are the chiefs playing like this? That being said, you're going to tell me he's getting out coached by Brendan Staley. I got a hard time getting behind that, man. Like, you know, I see Lucas in the chat saying my only fear is Justin Herbert. He's actually been great the past couple of weeks. Lucas, I hear you, man. And I, thanks for stopping by. You know, really appreciate your insight. Herbert threw for like 35 yards in the second half last week. They they can't get anything open. And I know if Allen and Williams come back to change, comes back to changes somewhat they have the scheme that they have. Like that's not going to change. It's going to be a bunch underneath crap. If I, that's why if I were the chiefs, I'm telling you right now, I would play press man. I'd squeeze down on these underneath throws. Go ahead. Cause they don't want to play that way. They have no interest in playing that way. Like if I'm them, I'm, I'm begging him. It's it's not because Herbert doesn't have the talent. Herbert has more than enough talent. I'm begging them to try to beat me down the field. They can't, they can't do it. They can never do it. They don't want to do it. I, I do believe I agree with you. Like, I think Staley is going to try his best in this game, I and mean, they have to. They have to do everything they can possibly do. The one thing I would expect, which I don't think is breaking news here, they're going to be aggressive as hell in this game on fourth down because they're going to have to be. I mean, I don't I don't see Staley on fourth and six from the 45 punt in the ball. I just don't. Like, I, they can't afford to. Their defense – in fact, so let me read off. I, I have the stats right in front of me. Defensively for the Chargers – they are rancid, 25th in yards per play, 17th in yards per attempt, passing attempts, 31st in yards per carry against, 27th in pressure rate, 21st in sacks, 25th on third down. They blow on the defensive side of the ball. Like I, A guy earlier in here, Luis, thank you for coming in, man, who's a Chargers fan, I'm assuming. He was like 27 to 20 Chargers. Bro, if they hold the Chiefs to 20 points in this game, I will be floored. And I know week two that look that's all fine and well. That was week two when the Chiefs were basically like still looking at name tags for each other. I Mahomes is the MVP of the league right now. The and that was also with Bosa in the game and Jackson in the game. Like, yeah, they're a mess defensively. It's also by the way now with a lot more tape on them. Like, I to me, the Chargers to win this game they're gonna have to get in the thirties. They're gonna have to get into the thirties, and I just. I don't know man. I have a hard time seeing it. Like I, I really do. Like I, I just I have a hard time seeing the Chargers go nuts in this game, you know, enough to mitigate that defense.
1: Yeah, and Herbert has not been good. His his average in passing yards uh per, per completion have been the last few weeks since since they since the October 9th when they played Cleveland. 6.7 4.2, 5.7, 5.7, 5.6. It's so brutal. he's having a brutal stretch right now. And, you know, teams are – this is part of being a, a, a great quarterback, and I do think Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. Teams adjust to you, and you're going to have, I think, some of these periods where you have to figure it out. And I think, I think he's going through that right now, and I think he will figure it out, and he'll get some weapons back and things will improve. But he really needs those receivers out there. For them to have a chance this week.
2: it's also too, and they say flight, Lucas. Um, go devils. My uh listen, my my other thought too in this game is like at some point, and this is I don't want to be this guy, but I'm gonna be this guy for a minute. I think Herbert's terrific. I do. I think Herbert is phenomenal talent. At some point, though, like you you gotta like make some big throws and win some games. Like at some juncture, that's got to happen, and I like, the reason I said I don't want to be that guy is I think sometimes you get these people who argue that like, oh, he's terrible, he's terrible because he doesn't win enough. Like that, that that's nonsense. What I mean though is there have been a lot of games this year and last year when they've had plenty of talent on the field and they have an opportunity to go win a game, and they don't do it. Like they just they short, short circuit. Now some of that I do think is the coaching's terrible. Well, like think about last year when these two teams played each other and the Chiefs did not have Jones, Gay, or Steve. That was the famous night where Chris Jones became an Arrowhead Addict member and showed That's up right. that night. Yep. Didn't have any of those guys. And the Chiefs had been on the field all night and all the Chargers needed was a field goal at the end of the game to win that game and the Chargers couldn't even get over midfield. Like – and then there have been games this year where even the games they've won, like they won against the Browns, but like – they couldn't seal the deal. They, they turned the ball over at the end and the Browns had to miss a field goal. You know, the game against Denver where they won and they needed Denver to muff a punt because they just couldn't muster one drive to score. You know, like there is, there is something to that at some juncture, like at some point, whether you want to lay it all at Herbert's feet, which I honestly don't. I think it deserves to be laid at a lot of feet. But there is an element of like occasionally you got to win one of these games, like you got to actually do it. And you could always, you know, you get to charge Like, what about Mahomes against the Bengals? Okay, fine. That's one example out of how many games, where in all the other games, he drives them down the field and they win the game, right? Yeah. Like, nobody's saying he had to do it every time. You Do it half the time? Do you do it 65% of the time? Like, I think Herbert's talent is phenomenal. I also think that between the coaching staff and the way he plays, he's a little robotic sometimes in the way he plays. It's just – to get rid of the ball, check it down. Get rid of it. Like Luke, Luke exactly, literally just said. Yeah. Herbert is way too risk averse to a fall. I agree with him. Like Herbert is, and I I think that's a product of the coaching. The coaching is so like get the ball out of your hand, dump it off the Eckler, clerk, get rid of it. They're 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 neutering this guy's ability to throw the ball down the field. I think it really hurts them. I do. Oh, I, I think it really makes them a lot less talented than they really are.
1: A lot of it is instincts, too. I mean, there's just some guys, and Mahomes is most certainly one of these guys, that they just have a freakish feel for the game. Like, Mahomes is out there, and you know what I mean? He, the, the way that he's able to find guys and extend plays and do those things. And Herbert Herbert may have that, too. I mean, we've seen him make, drop some absolute dimes while getting beat up and pressured when he doesn't have to think. And, and you might be right that Staley's coaching – may have him in his head where he's trying so hard to execute exactly what his coach wants to do. Whereas one of Andy Reid's strengths is he lets guys be themselves and he wants to let Mahomes be Mahomes and he'll coach him and he's got plays and he's got things he wants him to do, but he, he's got eyeballs too. Right. And he sees that guy running around out there doing ridiculous things and he's going to let him do it.
2: Every once in a while, Mahomes will make a throw. They're like, why? What are you doing? Like, like, like that pick you had against Jacksonville.
1: He did that against Tampa you know, too. You're like, just...
2: you're like, oh my God, Pat, like why? Like what, what the hell? Like, what? but you have to live with that stuff because that's what makes him who he is. Like he's, you'd hope he eventually learns in a spot like that to just like throw it in the dirt. Yeah. But nine times out of 10, it's not even better than that. It comes out great. You know, I mean, how many times with him early in his career would he be scrambling around? You're like, throw it away, throw it away. And then he launched some ball forty <laughs> yards down the field. You know, like, all right, great play. Like right. early in his career, he used to scare the hell out of me when he do that. Now it's to the point that when he does that, I'm like, oh, here it comes. Right. He's gonna find some guy thirty yards down field. Like, but you can't. Like, I am, I am a Knicks fan from the '90s. John Starks right over my shoulder, dunking on Jordan. Okay, he was my hero growing up as a kid, and John Starks. Multiple times got thrown out of games because he would lose his temper. And I remember one time at the guard, he punted a basketball into the stands. Another time, he headbutted Reggie Miller in the face. Right, like, and it drove you crazy because he was just such a lunatic. But that was part of what made him great. Was like, or, or, or good. I shouldn't say he was great. But like, that's what made him who he was because he would channel that most games into game where he you know knocked knock down twenty five points. And you'd be, that's why you love him. I think the the problem the Chargers have is. Herbert should be that guy with his arm talent, who's slinging the ball down there into the tight windows and making it happen on third and eleven. Like, but they're not doing that. They're they're not they're not allowing him to make these big chunk plays. And I think the result is, a, is an offense that, frankly, you will look at it and you're like, yeah, they got talent. But then you watch them, and you're like, yeah, they're really boring. Yeah. They're really really predictable. Because they just don't get a lot of chunk plays. Like, for just for point of fact. So, this year, the Chargers have 31 receiving plays of 20 or more yards. You know, some of that can be after the catch, whatever. 31. I mean, it's not. The Chiefs have 41. Like, that's a huge difference. And it's like 31. For the Chargers. I mean, what are we talking about? That's not even for a game. Like it's it's you know, it's it's so minuscule. And a lot of it are these like little, you know, little slants and whatnot that go for 20 yards. Like they need to stretch the field more. And Stacey says, why couldn't John Starks have gotten himself thrown out of the game the night he went two for 18 in the final? Stacy? I know you're a Nick fan, so I, I know where you're coming from. I too share deep pain over that. I was five and I cried my eyes out. So, and if I was 35, I would have cried my eyes out. Son of a bitch, if he hits like three more of those, they win the game. But uh, yeah, it's the Knicks, so of course he did.
1: Yeah, it's um, look, man, let us know. Uh, we're going to get to our predictions here in just a minute. Let us know in the chat what your prediction, your final score prediction for Chiefs at Chargers is going to be. Um, Chiefs lucking out this week, they get another home game out in Los Angeles, so they, you know, uh, it's just, it is. Like, you're going to see it. It's going to be mostly red in the stands. You're going to hear, you know, if they show the national anthem, you're going to hear home of the Chiefs. It's a huge advantage uh, and a huge disadvantage for the Chargers to have a bunch of Chiefs fans in there. Um, But, yeah, this is a big, big game. Looking forward to hearing all y'all's score predictions. Just one more time, I wanted to, to remind anybody who came late uh, first of all, it's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. If you want to support us, there's a lot of things you can do. First, you can hit the thumbs up button um, and like this video. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we would love to meet you in person on December 11th for Chiefs at Broncos Sunday Night Football. We're going to be at Tanners Bar and Grill in Kansas City, Kansas. It's going to be awesome. We've teamed up with Tanners, with Casey Beer, at Casey Beer Co. on Twitter. There's going to be They're going to be filling up the taps with Casey beer. I'm, Verum. I'm so excited, man. I'm going to eat. Like, I I don't know if they're going to give us. I don't know if the bar is going to make us pay for our food. They probably will. Um, But if they don't, they better because
2: otherwise I'm going to put them out of business. (laughs) Right.
1: Uh, I'm going to be eating wings. I'm going to be. I'm going to be drinking Casey beer. I'm going to be an absolute mess uh, and and watching this. And we're going to have all kinds of giveaways. There's an Eventbrite link in the description of this video. Um, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, check out my Twitter at rpatrickallen on Twitter. I've got it pinned to the top of my my Twitter. RSVP, limited space, get in there, RSVP, and first 50 people are going to get, I got to tell you, we got a design that we're working on. This gift, if you get there and early enough and, and, and scan your ticket, first 50 people is going to be pretty cool. Uh, some pretty cool swag. We're we're all working off the details, but this design I'm really excited about. Um, so you guys, you gotta you gotta be there. You gotta be there in person, uh, to get your hands on this. And we'll be doing raffles and giveaways throughout the course of the night.
2: We're coming out to Kansas City. We want to see all you guys and gals. Okay, get out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're playing Denver. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Wilson and the Broncos ride right off a cliff. So (laughs) let's let's enjoy it together. Let's have fun! I can't wait. Like I said, I am. What day are you going out there? You going out there the Friday or Saturday?
1: Uh, I actually, I think we need to go out Saturday because uh, there's uh, we may be doing something really cool with with uh, Casey Beer at their brewery. So I think we need to be there on Saturday. I might go out on Friday uh, if possible.
2: Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm going out Friday. Yeah, okay,
1: but yeah, uh-huh. we will get there Friday. We'll do so, some stuff at Casey Beer on Saturday, and maybe we can meet some people. Yeah. You know. Out at Casey Beer as well. Um,
2: so I've I've got. I mean, it, it's all it's all happening. I am going to be there. I'm going to get there like Friday late afternoon. Now let me tell you something. Q39, Joe's Gates,
1: Jack Stack, Jack Stack,
2: yeah. all of it. It's going to be a clean sweep. <laughs> okay, it's going to be the tour of Verdaram. Yeah. I'm just going to hit like all these places. And then if you're looking for me, I'll be passed out, face down in the plaza, as I've passed on from meat sweats right. that have actually killed yep. me. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. I am so excited. I've reached out to some, you know, some buddies of mine out there. Who I'm going to meet up with, um, you know, and, and, and say hi to who I never get to see. Um, but listen, if you're in the area, if you're in it. You got You got to come out. Like we're, go- I'm driving eight hours, and I want to see all you people. Okay, and side benefit, you get to watch me watch a Chiefs game. Oh, which is. Uh, which is people who have ever watched the game with me can attest to. That's an experience. Yeah. Uh, so, like, let let's go out. Let's have some fun. Let's yeah. go to Tanners, watch the game, have some KC beer. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. But first, they got to beat the Chargers. Yeah. And uh, you know, we I know we we both think there's a good shot of that happening. In fact, let's get to it. No listener reviews to get to this week. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Uh, what do you have for your final score prediction for this game?
1: All right. Let me dig it up here. So, um. Look, though, like as we've talked about, they can effectively wrap up the AFC West Sunday if they take care of business against the Chargers. Yeah. Chargers drop to 5-5. Five five, Chiefs move to 8-2. It's a wrap. Uh, the win also, of course, clinches the tiebreaker for the Chiefs, so that effectively gives them a four-game lead with the Chargers with seven games to go, and the Chiefs still get to play the Broncos twice and the Raiders. So um, I think Kansas City is clearly the better team, but that just never seems to matter when they play the Chargers. It's a high-stakes game for both sides. Um, I, I, like I said, I think Andy Reid's got the bigger sink here, so I think they both throw their kitchen sink at it. Uh, but the Chiefs win in a nail biter. I'm gonna go Kansas City 26 due to a Harrison Buckner miss extra point, which is par for the course at this point. Chiefs 26, Chargers 24.
2: Okay, I, uh, I am going Chiefs 34 24. I think they win this game, I think they win this game by a few scores. Listen, I, I picked the Chargers to cover the first time, and I'm not doing that this time because I think that the Chiefs are going to make the adjustments that the Chargers want. The Chargers just are not well coached. I've said this a hundred times, and I'm going to say it again. They're not well coached. Uh, I I don't believe in the Chargers uh, being able to adjust the way the Chiefs can. I think the Chiefs win. I think they went 34-24. to I think Mahomes has a big day. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to score a ton of points. The Chargers are terrible offensively of being out to me is a massive deal. I think that changes the whole game. So give me the Chiefs by, by 10.
1: I like it, man. And I think, you know, look, I I assume it's going to be close because they just always are. It just always seems to work out that way. But I see a world in which, and as we talked about earlier in the show, where it's an as Isaiah Pacheco coming out party, where they run all over the Chargers and things kind of kind of get out of hand because the Chiefs are just able to control the clock. And the Chargers can't stop them. Some of you guys have tossed in your predictions. Um, we've got uh, uh so uh, somebody said, "Let's ride home." Sad, hilarious. Um, John scary. says KC thirty five to twenty one. Um, Doug in, in Kansas says uh, tough game, but Chiefs twenty seven uh, to seventeen. By the way, Doug in Kansas said a nice thing uh, uh, about us. Verdam called us the dynamic duo. Oh, so that's like oh, Batman great. and Batman and Robin.
0: Wow. Here. I'll, I'll chase. Yeah,
1: All we'll right. take it. Um H uh, Dub says Chiefs 2922. Uh Ashley Binder, what's up, Ashley? Uh, 3517 Chiefs. Uh Don Bowles says KC34, LA 24. We'll do one more here. Kyle says uh, Chiefs 30, Chargers 20. By the way, if you uh want to be a part of the Arrowhead attic community that we're building here, obviously come out and hang out with us at Tanners. We do have memberships. If you want to hang out with us in discord, watch Thursday night football tonight, you know, chop it up. That's um, right. That, yeah. That's, football yeah that, there's a, it, that's always great. Um, we really appreciate our members. Many of them are here every week commenting in the chat. Um, you hear us call them out. Sometimes it, it's a way to support the show so that we can do things like come out to Kansas city. You know, we expanded the format this year to like a billion shows a week. We got <sighs> bird doing more like that kind of stuff that, you know, that keeps our bosses happy. Um, and that, and that when we go to them and say, we want to do more for the chiefs, their head attic chiefs community, um, it, it's a great way to support the show. You can also sign up for that draft Kings deal. If you if you don't have a draft Kings account, that's a big thing that you can do for us. Cause that's, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's a sizable little fee we get for that. So, um, yeah, appreciate, uh, all of you, uh, for all you do for us, who are, who's playing tonight program. I don't even know.
2: Titans at the Packers. God damn.
1: Can we get hey, one? matchup of two good teams on Thursday Night Football, like just once? Yeah, it could be
2: worse. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. It could should. be a lot worse. I, the main thing right now is Starter just dropped like a 100 Chiefs jackets, like those old school jackets. They're not cheap, but I'm buying one. I don't care.
1: But did did they
2: do more many. styles? Uh, I don't know. They have a bunch of sizes, but they have this the old school pullover starter jacket and i used to have one as a kid and i love them and there's so, the one
1: on oh pullover not the ones on homage
2: it is the one on homage they're brand oh, new they dropped okay, yeah. like six minutes ago
1: oh okay they they've so, got um they've got really cool crewnecks too like old oh yeah they, like they, have great stuff.
2: they have really yeah. cool stuff
1: yeah but it's all like
2: these old school looking jackets man like oh my god they're unbelievable
1: oh so. those ones those starter jackets oh shit i'm looking at yeah. them right now with I'm literally, I'm literally like
2: buying one as we speak. <laughs> so oh, I think like, I need to do this.
1: So we have to go because I need to buy yeah. this jacket and I need to get my yeah. damn credit
2: card number. Which I don't have in front of me.
1: Oh my God. $160. It's
2: going to happen. I don't care.
1: Yeah. It's happening.
2: I'll, I'll yeah. explain to my wife later.
1: Um, there's only a few left of the chiefs one. You better <laughs> jump know. on that right now. I know. I know. Yeah. All right, everybody, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, we can't wait to see you at Tanner's on December 11th, but don't worry. We'll be back on Sunday for our Chiefs pregame show because it's a primetime game, so we'll be here uh, about 45 minutes before the game. Find us on the YouTube channel, and then, of course, we'll be there for the halftime show and the Chiefs victory party after Kansas City locks up the division and beats the Chargers. But until then, for Matt Verderam, for our producer Sean, uh, appreciate Sean's help tonight, and uh, for myself, Patrick Allen, we will see you guys on Sunday, but until then, go Chiefs.